So hello, welcome to the Inside Out Fedcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world. Uh, my name's Stephen Jakes from uh, Healing the Mind. I'm a neuro reboot technician and therapist using the DTO system. And alongside me is the gorgeous and the amazing and the bearded Jonathan Shaw. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I am bearded. You I are have bearded. A beard. I am yes. definitely bearded. And Jonathan um, is uh, the uh, creator of the DTO system. He's a therapist and is also author of the book uh, Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Decoding Pain. And so this particular podcast uh, today is called How Past Traumas uh, Affect Our Future. And so uh, this particular podcast is very close to my heart, having personally experienced a multitude of traumas um, through my earlier years and up to probably, you know, my early 40s. Um, I went through a lot of traumas in my life, but using the DTO system and being able to uh, uh, to to go into these traumas and remove them, my life has improved dramatically and basically healed all those traumas from my life. And probably due to this, it's been it's, this is probably my level of expertise um, with clients um, with removing trauma from their life and how it basically has really improved their life dramatically. So, um, so that's what this podcast is about. So, let's introduce you to the podcast today. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you today, my friend? How's your week been? I'm I, very well, very I know, good. Yeah. I, I know yeah. you've been busy. So I've been extremely busy it. since I since I got back. Off, I had a break, and since I've been back, I've been just snowballed by loads of clients, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's just been so so busy. New clients come to me. Uh, past clients had have you know the odd problem here and there. Um, but yes, had loads, loads of clients, lots of different problems, and just helping loads of people since I've been back. And yeah. just it's just fantastic. I love helping people. And since we did the Law of Attraction um, podcast last week, it's just snowballed on us. Yeah, it? I was it's just about to mention really that. Busy. It's, it's been you... very popular. And we've just had loads of stuff come our way, and it's just really good. Yeah, I can put so I can I can vouch for that as well. And um, yeah, well, I mean, my phone, yeah, my phone hasn't stopped ringing, and you know, people being really interested, especially also in particular. I've had a lot of people asking us about the Law of Attraction um, workshop that we're going to be doing uh, yes. around about the beginning of September. Yeah, and so um, I know there's a lot of people now who are interested in that because obviously they want it. They want the Law of Attraction to work for them. Um, so uh, yeah, so that, that we've already had people sign up for it. Yeah, um, to for more information about it. Yeah, um, when it when it when it launches. Yeah. So so yeah. when you when you when when do you think we're going to have the uh, the page up? Uh, I'm hoping the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, uh, in the next, by the end of this week, there should be a, uh, the the DTO system website should be up and running fully. And yes, on that great. website, there is a uh, a sign up to just sign up for more information about it. So it's free to sign up, nothing to pay. You just sign up, and we'll notify you when the course actually becomes available. The dates of it. Once we've finalised the dates and where it's going to be. We will let people know as soon as that that training becomes available. Yes, we will, and so uh, that's great news for anybody who's thinking about doing the Law of Attraction workshop. I know this stuff works because we did discuss it in the last episode, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way. And yeah, I think and I, just, uh, I just think we should mention that, that we treated two clients recently who work with clients. Yes. And literally the next day we treated them, they've had more clients come to them. Yes. Uh, one of my clients I treated before I went away, and you know she's a. a taking up her Pilates business again, which she stopped for a while, but she's doing it again, and she took on her first client, but she was sort of anxious and nervous about stuff and wasn't sure she could do it, and then we, then I cleared it all out of the system, and the next day she had two more clients or three more clients apparently just, just call her out of the blue. 
Um, so, and you had a sort of Yeah, I was just about story. to say, so yesterday, yes. yesterday morning, I had a girl come to me, uh, it was the first time I've seen her, she was, she was in a bit of a pickle, and uh, so she, sp- uh, she come and saw me, and um, well, her main thing that she was, was going on for her was that she'd, she uh, was, she weren't getting enough clients, and she was worried about paying her bills, yeah. and all the rest of it that goes with it, and um, she's only like a very small, you know, entity, like one man band thing for what she does. So anyway, um, I sort of like to uh, discuss what it, you know, uh, what was her problem, um, and then obviously as I went through the whole thing, I cleared all of the the, the, the blocks that was in the way, and it was I was literally about what half an hour ago we were standing here talking. Yeah, I got a text from her, uh, and she said, "You won't believe it, but I've just got more clients." clients. So she so literally just by removing those blocks, the very next the day, very next she's, day, she's, twenty four hours later, well less than twenty four hours, less than twenty four hours, the, the, the yeah. energy kicks in and you start attracting. Yeah. Just by clearing out the limiting beliefs, whether you can do it or any traumas, yeah. it just sort of snaps yeah. in. Yeah, and if it's very strange, and I know that most of the people who think we live in a material world, but I would say that this place doesn't sometimes quite work the way we think it but does. But I am so. a material girl. Yeah. I, I have the hair You're for a material it. beard. I've got a material beard, yes. It's very, very beard-like. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... so moving on from that, no. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about trauma, yeah. and you know, trauma doesn't just affect law of attraction; uh, it affects your your whole life. Really, it affects the now and the future. It's, yes. it's creating your reality all the time based on your past traumas. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to talk a bit about that, about how the trauma. But I believe that you've also had some really quick healings of traumas, raising because you are the master of clearing trauma. So do you think you I've got a record for this one? Yeah, this, this, is, this is record-breaking. <laughs> I've never heard of anything this quick before. Yeah. Um, I, I knew the DTO system was quick, but Steve has taken the DTO system, sped it up. He's an absolute genius. He's made Thank it quick, and, uh, and I'm now applying his way of doing it. It's speeding things up as well. And he's... What was it? What was the record? Was it nineteen minutes? I you... did nineteen minutes yesterday. Nineteen minutes to clear a trauma. What was the trauma you cleared? Uh, it's actually, believe it or not, um, so this particular person come to me again. This was yes, this was yesterday. Funnily enough, uh, um, she come to me yesterday, and um, she's got quite a few bits that I've got to clear. So I said, let's deal with the first one. She said, well, the first one that's, that's playing up for me the most, the biggest one, is that I had a very very abusive relationship, and I also had a you know there was a a, a sexual element of assault uh, related to this so I was like whoa so uh, and the beauty about this actually in particular is um, that whoever comes to see us specifically with a trauma or something that's very very hard to probably verbalize or actualize um, in terms of the of the actual event itself so it might be a little bit difficult for you to say what really happened Mm. the beauty about what we do is actually as a therapist I don't actually need to know what actually happened during the trauma i don't need to know what we it don't is. need to get into the story you do don't it. need to get we into don't the story. Need to know the story of it uh, yeah because what i just basically said to us is so when you think of that incident when you think of the sexual incident that she didn't want to talk about yeah. i said let's give it a code name and funny enough the code name we come up with was banana <laughs> so, Fantastic. So, but i mean so don't want to make light of it but so um yeah so so the good thing about it is, is i was able to heal her trauma her, her sexual trauma without yep. even knowing no. what it was. And that's the, that's the amazing thing. So, But anyway, she, she had the... So, uh, so, so I want to say there's no talking about it. That's the point. We're not talking about the trauma. No. With a detailed system, we're not asking you to tell us the story of the trauma. I didn't need to know. No, we're just switching off 
the responses about the yeah. trauma, but we don't need to know the details. No, as long as they know what it is. As long as they know what it is and they know what's happened, yeah. but we don't, and yeah. it's not talking. That doesn't yeah. work. So it's so great, for why. example, if, someone, if it's, someone's been really badly sexually assaulted and they do not want to tell me, you know, mm. sometimes we don't, having been through several traumas myself, I don't, sometimes I don't want to talk about them. I no. It's too hard to talk about. Yeah. But the beauty of it is, is that you can give it a code name. And like I said, funny enough, this one was just called Banana. So I said, when you think about the ex-boyfriend and when you think about banana, yeah. what happens, and she's now able to go in and switch off that trauma without even telling me about it. So theoretically, I can take, we can switch off your problem without even knowing what the problem is. Yeah. That's what's amazing about this. Yeah. But anyway, so this young lady, sorry, go on, you were going to say? No, well, I was going to say, I, I had a, a client, a, a new client, uh, call me up and speak to me. And, and to begin with, she just wanted to send me an email of her story a little bit to make sure I could deal with yeah. it. And then I called her and I spoke to her. And, and she'd been to counselling and there's nothing wrong with counselling. But what she found with counselling was that she would she would talk about it and bring it all up. But that's all they did was kept talking about it. They kept talking about the trauma she'd been through over and over and over again. But it wasn't helping her to do that. It wasn't resolving. It wasn't changing anything. Yeah. They just kept talking about the trauma over and over and over again. And that... Often with trauma doesn't work. Yeah. Occasionally it will work, but when well, you when you keep talking about trauma, you're just replaying it in the brain, and you're just getting re-triggered. To and all you're getting of the re-triggered. Yeah. It's just like putting a record on the background of Bon Jovi, and it keeps playing over and over again. Yeah. Uh, drive you mad. Uh, well, well it depends if you like Bon Jovi, <laughs> but still, at some point, you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna want to put something else on. If that constantly plays, you keep talking about the same thing. It's it just keeps playing yeah. and reminding you of you. Yeah. And we don't want you to talk about it. Uh, we just want to find how you feel and switch it off. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so with uh, this young lady, I uh, was able to heal the whole uh, physical abuse and the whole sexual abuse. The whole thing, I managed to get rid of it in 19 minutes. Literally wow. 19 minutes now, and it had gone. I kid you not, guys, that is unheard of. I've been doing therapy for years. I've learned, I know loads of different techniques. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm very good at clearing trauma as well. But I've Steve has clearly totally mastered clearing trauma because to clear something like that, something so severe that's messed up someone's life for so long that very, was that, very long time. It was. Yeah, that was that is is clearly a horrible thing that's happened to someone. To release that from someone, to free them of that in 19 minutes yeah. is absolutely incredible. What, what was brilliant was she just after I'd once we'd actually cleared it, she sat on the sofa and giggled like a little child for about 12 minutes brilliant and it was just so good to see that and yeah. Uh, so yeah and she's a very brave lady for coming and, and dealing with it yeah. uh, so the next one which is uh, another one that I had recently was a guy he'd been in a road accident he got hit by a car uh, doing 80 miles an hour whilst being sitting at a roundabout so whoever it was come around hitting in the car and so obviously he was in the impact of being hit by the car yeah um, had tried CBT, many other different techniques to try and uh, remove the driving anxiety and the fear and all of the, the trauma that was associated with the accident. Yeah. Um, he then got recommended by another client who, right. who he then called me. Um, I had to drive down to him to, because obviously he couldn't drive to see me, but I actually on this occasion drove down to see him. And uh, yeah, so within that whole trauma, there was the whole accident, there was the images, there was the sounds, there was the reliving of it, and also that was surrounded by it was the fact that he had a lot of driving anxiety. So he he wouldn't get in the car, he didn't want to drive, and every time he got in the car, he kept reliving the fear of the accident. And yeah. so um, there was quite a lot around that, and he was you know and you know it massively affected him because obviously with the type of work that he did, he really needed to to, to get this out of the way. Mm. So I drove down there and I managed to get rid of that in just forty minutes for him. That wow. was the whole the whole lot the whole the whole lot. 
Yeah, I managed to get rid of him in, in forty minutes. But so you know, um, so there's some of the stories that I've had for my own personal successes with removing trauma. Yeah, and uh, and so I know also as well yourself. I mean, obviously, you know, having created the system, you must have worked with loads of people who have had traumas, and so I'm I'm, I'm sure that you've got one or two stories that you can share with our listeners to basically empower them or give them the belief that it's possible. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people, they, they, their problem always comes down to some kind of trauma. Uh, and, you know, I've had a lady recently, I, I work a lot with grief quite a bit, and we can do a podcast on grief, I believe, next next, the next, next episode, time, yeah. specifically on grief. Yeah, grief. But I've had this lady in America, and uh, she she got referred to me from another client, and uh, she's her son was uh, 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 addicted to drugs, and, and he tragically passed away, and, and she's just not been able to get over it. She's not been able to move on. She's done counselling for years. And she's just not. She just was constantly crying, and but every time she spoke about it, she would just burst into tears. I mean, there was no. She couldn't talk about it at all without bursting into tears. Yeah. And uh, and she couldn't move on with life. She just couldn't move on and move forwards. And we've done about three sessions now. And uh, the last session I did with her, she was talking about it, and that grief, the, the initial grief that she was feeling, has completely gone. She's not crying about it any longer. She's not completely devastated. She can express the remaining parts of how she feels without bursting into extreme tears yeah that's amazing um, and, and and to be able to do that for someone when they, they grieve because grief is such a big thing for people they hold on to grief for so long yeah. and we're going to talk about myths about that next time yes but, but she was finally ready to let it go and she's been able to let it go and and to see her not, I mean, she was just, it was tragic. It was sad watching her just burst into tears constantly. And obviously it's very hard when something that's a tragic to happen in your life, when, when your your son goes, your, or your, your child goes before you do. That is tragic. Uh, but it, you don't have to be grieving about it and be devastated by it. And uh, she's now starting to move on from it. And another one, I, I had a lady, another grief, but it was causing her pain. Uh, and it was causing her problems. It was causing her shoulder pain and neck pain. And it all went back to about 20 years ago when her sister committed suicide. And she was still holding that trauma in her body and, and it was still causing a problem. She didn't feel whole or complete without her family. Uh, it was holding her back from... Uh, she was uh, blaming the medical profession. She was felt guilty and blamed herself. Yeah. And she couldn't move on from it. And, and, and I, I cleared that a few weeks ago and I checked in with her the other day. And she just said that that's completely different in her head now. She can see it. She's forgiven. She's moved on. And... And it is it is in the past. Mm-hmm. So so all these traumas that we hang on to for years and years because we think we have to or we can't change it. That's not true. It does clear very very quickly. And it nineteen changes. minutes in some 19 cases. Nineteen minutes in some cases. <laughs> yeah. If you're as good as Steve, just want to put that in viewers as, just to as, get that one over. Yeah, he's that. very proud of the nineteen minutes. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm happier gonna... for the person as yes, well. I know, you know, I know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is that was absolutely incredible. Nineteen minutes yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And. And and we're not trying to make light of it. What no. we're trying to say is that you don't no, have not. to live with trauma for the rest of your life. If you have trauma, you can heal and be free of the trauma. You just need a really good, quick technique. And Steve just happens to be really good at applying that technique in a certain way that speeds up the process. So where you don't have to talk about it, you just literally switch off the negative response you're having. And you... You feel better, you feel happier, more positive, you move on in life, you feel free of it, and your world literally changes overnight. Yeah, I mean, people people still struggle with the fact that I can go into the memory and switch off. And I'm not really switching off the memory. The, mem- I'm the memory still stays there, sort of, but it all of the emotional responses, all the negativity associated to it just gets switched off and gone. So realistically, it becomes, ve- it's a, becomes a very distant memory. 
Yes. That's the best way I can put it. It seems it like fades. the memory goes from being really intense inside of you to being faded and outside of you, and it's very difficult to connect to. And 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 then what happens is, is once those uh, have been switched off, you no longer get triggered by them That's again right. in the future. So, And the point is it should be distant, and it should be outside of you because it's in the past. Yes. It's supposed to be in the past. You're supposed to leave. You're not supposed to be carrying it now. One of the biggest myths about trauma is that we're supposed to hold our trauma and it makes us who we are. Yes. No, it doesn't make you who you are. No. Who you, if you are traumatised, you are a traumatised person walking around. Yes. That's who you are. The trauma is making you a traumatised person. It's not who you are that you're in fight and flight constantly. Yeah. You don't know who you are till you switch that off. When you switch that off, you will get learnings and understandings that will help you grow, but those learnings and understandings won't be there while the trauma runs. So the only way to truly grow and move forwards and learn from it is to actually switch the trauma off, yeah. not keep it running. It should be in the past. Yeah. That's why people talk about being present so much yeah. and why being present is important, but it's hard to be present when you've got trauma running. Yes. When you take the trauma out, presence just happens naturally because you're not living in the past. Yeah, anymore. and so I suppose in a way, I mean, so, so I mean, obviously we know this, but just for the people that are listening, what would be the, the you know, the main, the, maybe probably the three main reasons why people hold on to their trauma what would you what would you say uh, would be I mean obviously we've got the guilt and shames of it but yeah. what other what other reasons is there for somebody not for wanting to hold on to it and not letting it go the main reason would be any guilt and shame in a way so people feel guilt and shamed about something and they don't feel they should let it go uh, because they feel so bad about it and they feel they did something wrong so they cling to it uh, grief is a lot like that and that happens with grief a lot um, the other reason is that you don't think you can get rid of it so you just live with it you're yeah. taught well you have to live with it stiff up a lip British stiff up a lip move on yeah. you're taught you have can't, you have to live with it nothing can be changed so just deal with it yes. one, some, one of my friends used to say build a bridge and get over it yeah. uh, that doesn't really work and he, it didn't work for him when he had a trauma happen to him and he couldn't do that yeah. um, but he'd never had anything really traumatic happen until one day it did. So he never could never understand how traumatic people become the way they do. He, he didn't understand it. So that is a common belief that we get taught you can't deal with it. Yeah, and I suppose and, um, and certain language type therapies will keep you totally to uh, learn to live with it, manage it, cope with it, and deal with the emotional responses. And so they don't actually really uh, affect you as much. But that doesn't, we know that doesn't work. No, it doesn't I work. know it doesn't work from my own personal experiences. And it wasn't until I worked with you and we did the DTO stuff that switched off that actually it did go and now my trauma has gone and I'm not, and I'm not have to manage it or cope with it or but, but with before it. we started working did you believe you could switch it off no no exactly that's the no, point I didn't. you didn't believe because partly was your experience yes so partly we experience other therapies uh, and it hasn't really changed very and we much. take the learnings from them as well especially if we've never gone into a therapy before and we decide for the first time we want to go to a therapy and we choose a therapy and we get told that yeah. uh, the problem is is that we take that as an authority yes. and then we take that because of it being an authority we take that as a belief and then we hold that belief to, 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 to task and then we actually now think that it can't be resolved that's right we believe we believe so called experts yeah. um, <clears throat> that are qualified in this and supposed to know what they're doing however the problem with that is that if the expert you're listening, this is why I say to people in pain as well, they, people choose experts really randomly. Um, they don't choose an expert for the right thing. If you want to actually be free of your trauma, to be free of it, you have to ask someone who can do that. If you're going to an expert who can't do that, who just maintains and copes with it, 
that's the wrong expert to ask. So if you do want to just maintain and cope with your traumas, there's, there's technically there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we wouldn't like you to do that because we know how freeing it can be. So then you can just go and deal, go to a therapist who'll help you cope with it. Yeah, we're, but if you actually want to be free of it and it's gone, so you're no longer traumatised, you're no longer held back in life, you're no longer upset or hurt or blaming or victim or suffering, you actually want to be free of it and move on and you want to treat the root cause of it, then you need to talk to a therapist who can give you that, not someone who only maintains and copes. It's the same when people go with pain. I hear it all the time. They, they want to be free of their pain, but they go to people who just maintain and control it. Those are not well, experts. Well, another one is, the, the it's in particular, we did cover this, is people with anxiety. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They'll, because they've got, they are experts... They're experts in the symptoms of anxiety. Yeah. And then they go and get advice from somebody who's an expert in the symptoms of anxiety. So they'll discuss about when they get it, how they get it, what they do. And, but that, that's not an expert in solving or resolving that's not, it. No, it's, that's just someone who understands how it understands feels and what it, feels. it creates. Yes. But you want someone who's an expert in switching it off. Yeah. One of my clients who had anxiety was training to be a counsellor in anxiety. Yeah. And I she went we, to her counsellor and, yeah. and her counsellor said, well, you'd have to live with it. Yeah. How mental is that? Yeah, it's crazy. And within four weeks, I'd switched it off. Yeah. It just, it's not, it, you need to find the right expert. You don't, you don't, if you want to, if you want to learn about space, you don't go and speak to a dustman. Uh, that's not a class thing, that's a knowledge thing. You've got to speak to a person who has the knowledge to do what you want to achieve. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, they don't do that. They don't think, well, am I going to the right person here? Am I, am I going to a person who can fix the problem? Or am I going to somebody who understands the problem from a point of view but yeah. not doesn't fix it? Or somebody who doesn't understand the problem at all but is a really good information repeater because they saw it on Facebook or they saw it on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. Or they've learned something, yeah, yeah, you know, so got a traditional viewpoint of yeah. it. Yeah. So, so going back to, uh, like, Jonathan, Jonathan said, you're dealing with that lady in America. And just so anybody that's not aware that this process can be done remotely... Yeah. Um, so you know, you work with people abroad. I work with someone in Australia, and so um, so anybody who does who'd like to you know potentially reach out to us for a particular help, you don't have to be in Essex, good old Essex, in order for it to work because this process uh, actually can be done remotely. So I just thought I'd put that out because I yeah, think no, some people might not no, be reaching yeah. out to us because of that. No, technology is amazing these days. So you can talk to people anywhere in the world. It's absolutely incredible, and because yeah. the process we do. It's just a, something we're guiding people through in their heads. There's something yes. they're doing in their heads, and we're just a guide. Yes. Uh, we're not doing anything to you or on you. We don't need to be in the room. And it's really simple to do over the internet. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I work with people all over the world, in, in America and Germany and, and yeah. all over Fantastic. The so, yeah, and Steve's works on, you know, yeah. so it, it's a great technique you can do literally anywhere. Yeah, great. So, um, well, that brings us then round to the, the, the main body of the content of today's uh, podcast which we're doing which is how traumas how traumas how traumas how traumas how traumas affect our future and so and how trauma affects us I so, think we should change the name to trauma I prefer that it's, um, it sounds like a takeaway it does sound I'll like have, a takeaway I'll have a trauma <laughs> with some, some rice. egg fried rice on the side of that and maybe some papa dolls <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so... <laughs> but we're going to change them to chopper dogs. Yeah, very uh, angry. Yeah. So, okay, so how does trauma affect us, Jonathan? Uh, so, so uh, when we have a trauma... Uh, now, there is, a, there is a bit of a myth about trauma, which I want to cover right now, is that it has to be traumatic. Um, and that's not the case. Trauma doesn't mean that it was necessarily traumatic, like abuse or... or or life something life-threatening, yeah. something big and then explodes a massive, like an action sequence at the yes. start of a movie. It doesn't have to be that. A trauma can be something as simple 
as uh, when the wife comes in or the husband comes in and tells you I'm leaving you. Yes, it can. Uh, yeah, or when the mum says to the child, "I've got, I'm going out, sweetheart. I'm going to work," and the, the, the little boy or girl yeah. has no idea why mummy's leaving. Yeah. That can be perceived as traumatic, even though as an adult we would look at it and go, "Well, nothing's happened." Yeah. But from a child perspective, if it happened in childhood, then we can perceive that as, "Oh my god, that what's happened? I don't understand." Blah, yeah. blah, blah, and you can freak out. Yeah. And you'll explain a bit of science about that in a second. But that's kind of what actually happens. So it doesn't actually have to be a big trauma. Because I get people call me up and go, well, I've got this wrong, but I haven't had any big traumas. And I, I personally, I think I said like, on Law Attraction that, that unlike you, Steve, yeah. you've had a load of traumas. Oh, yeah. I haven't had anywhere near the amount of traumas that Steve's had, but my perception of what's happened has been traumatic. So the perception of what I've encountered in my life has been, because I had a, a loving, kind mum and dad. They didn't treat me badly at all. But some of the perceptions of what my dad did and the way he was uh, have affected my life and the way I perceive the world. No, I think that's important. That's the really important statement. It's the perception. It's the perception. Because actually, regardless of whether it was really traumatic or not, yep. the reality of it is, what actually is really reality of it is your perception. Yes. For example, I could be in a really bad car accident and I could get out of it absolutely fine, but my perception was, well, I'm all right. Yeah. Therefore, I'm not traumatised by it. Yeah. So it's actually the perception right. of it, of what it means to, when, which is important. Yeah. And, and there, is, there, is a, there is a formula for all problems, and perception is part of that formula. And the perception is what creates the problem. So if you do perceive something in a negative way, it then creates different problems, depending on what your perception is. Yeah. So um, to give you an example of that, if your perception is you're being attacked or you feel powerless, then you create anxiety. Yes. If your perception is that uh, it, loss. it's effect, a loss or a grief, yeah. then then it will can cause you depression or it can cause physical symptoms in the body like pain. Yeah. Uh, grief often creates pain in the neck, shoulders and the arms um, and the chest. Uh, if it's... Um, uh, 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 Spit it out, man. Spit it out. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm giving examples. There's so That's many not, thoughts going through my mind. There's a rare occasion now where Jonathan uh, actually didn't know what to say. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, normally you can't <laughs> shut me up. Uh, but if, um, if, for instance, the self-worth issue that it hits your muscle, if you take it as a value issue yeah. against yourself, if you take it as um, a territorial issue, like it's it's affecting your territory, yes. then it will affect uh, depression and anxiety and things. Yeah. So depending on your perception of it, depends on, on how... And we all perceive things differently. Yeah. And the reason things affect us, the reason traumas get stuck, is when it is a shock for us. So when it is something that we're not expecting, so it's unexpected, it's dramatic, isolating, it's with no coping strategy, and kind of on the inside we go... <gasps> Yeah. If we do that on the inside, then that's a shock for us. And then that shock um, creates a thought process and an emotional response, yeah. which then creates the perception and then creates the problem. Yes. And that is the problem. So it doesn't have to be big, dramatic trauma. It's only if something is a shock for us yeah. that can get lodged in our system. Yeah. And what happens is, depending on where, what the shock is, it gets lodged in a certain part of our brain it gets lodged in the organ that that part of the brain is related to, and it gets lodged in the heart as well. So it hits the body in all three places. So, for instance, if you have shoulder pain, yeah. you have had a shock that's hit your shoulder, it's also hit the part of your brain that your shoulder corresponds, corresponds to. to, because yeah. your brain controls your whole body. Yes. So every part of your brain is related to an organ in your body. It yes. relates to everything. So it hits the brain area of the shoulder, it hits the shoulder itself, and it hits your heart. 
and sometimes it can hit the gut as well. And the trauma gets lodged in all, all of those places. By taking the trauma, and then what happens, before I do that, when what happens is the cells in your body, they then alter their structure and function based on the shock. That's right, yeah. And then they change, and now they start behaving differently. So you get pain, you get weakness, you get dy dystrophy, where the muscle's completely weak and waste away, yes. or you get an over uh, an overstrength in the muscle, or you get trapped nerve or pulled muscle. Uh, it will change based on your perception of the shock. But by taking the shock out, by using DTO and switching it off, the, the, it, the brain lets it go, the body part lets it go, the heart lets it go, and the body then starts to heal naturally. Yes. But it basically hits all three. Yes. And I, think that's, and I think that's really, really important uh, teaching or learning that uh, people might want to take on board for that because um, I think that there's a massive misunderstanding about why people pull muscles and why how they have aches and pains. And ultimately, it could be the fact that they could have heard something, seen something the day before or during the day that causes a, a very... And we need to talk about the shocks because there's very low-level shock. You can still have a very small internal shock and then you've got the really high shock. But they're all along, there's a... There's varying degrees of shocks from hot to cold, so to speak. There's lots yeah. of different temperatures between cold and hot, and it's the same thing for shock and uh, the shocks that go on. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. The smaller the shock, the less of a problem you're going to have, and the more severe shock, the more of a problem you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a guy come and see me recently, and he came for knee pain originally, but he was also experienced pain in his bollocks yeah. and pain in his, shoulder, his left shoulder. So left bollock, left shoulder. And... Uh, I just did one session because it was there for his knee. I did one session on that, and it came down to relationships, naturally. Um, uh, well, not naturally, I say that, but the bollock was related to sexual things, and the shoulder and the arm was related to a relationship. And we switched that off, and within one session, that had gone. And uh, the shoulder and the, the bollock. Now, the shoulder we'd been suffering with for a while, the bollock was the most recent pain. But we automatically think, when we're in pain, oh, it's this and that, we blame some external. No, every time... There is a shock involved. It might be a minor thing. It's a little trigger. And we can't always see and find it because we don't know how to. But as soon as I find that and switch that off, if it's in its acute stage, like this was, it goes very quickly. Yeah. Um, chronic conditions take a bit longer. But once you switch all the shocks, only because there's more shocks involved, once you switch all the shocks off, the body bam, heals. the body heals. Yeah, well, I think you're just living up to the state of the, how how much of the bollocks you really are, mate. So yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. So, <laughs> okay, so that's how trauma affects us. And I just want to sort of cover really about how it affects our future because uh, what happens is, is once we accumulate, so we go through our life from born to now, let's say, to zero to now. And as we go through life, we'll experience traumas as a child, as very, from varying degrees, and then we have the stuff that goes on in our teenage years, and then we have our stuff in our 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, whatever, and even later on in life. But what will happen is, is that every time we have it or experience one of those shocks, that, that, uh, we, we, that gets imprinted neurologically into our, into our subconscious and into our, into our mind. And so, for example, I'm going to let's say, let's say I'm going to use a relationship, for example, because this mm. is one I use when I uh, in my talks that I do. But let's say you had a relationship and you were 21, and it was an abusive relationship, and you know, and you, had, you, you know, it could have been, it could have been quite bad. Then the second one would have been another relationship where it was also, you know, you might have been involved alcohol and drugs, and that was also an abusive relationship. And then you might have had another one in your 30s, for example, or however. I mean. I'm just using this loosely, but you've had another relationship which is also abusive, and and so what happens now is you've accumulated those emotional responses and the emotional shocks 
of, of those relationships. So what happens now is, uh, you know, you might be one of these people, and it sort of ties around to law of attraction a little bit now with this, but what will happen is, is you'll, you'll know that you want, you don't want to be on your own, and, uh, and you, but you also have the fear of getting into a relationship now, yes. because every time you think about the rela- having a relationship now, it will instantly trigger all of the emotional responses to the past events. Yes. So all of those past traumas are now acting out in the present moment. So what happens is, is let's say Mr. or Mrs. Wright t- pull, turns up, if the person, that your dream person pulls up or turns up in your life right at that moment, the chances are that you won't, even though you really, really want that relationship and it's perfect for you, you won't have it, execute it or go with it because just the thought of having a relationship will instantly trigger all of those emotional responses and thought patterns and emotions that have happened in the past. Yes. So what happens really now is, is that we're stuck because as if you imagine that in relationships and if you imagine that through jobs or work or friendships or whatever it is that might have happened in your past, all of those things are currently playing out in the present moment. And this will lead you to making bad choices, bad decisions or ultimately not making any decision or not doing anything that leads to frustration that can lead to unhappiness and depression and other things as well so by clearing those by literally going back to those traumas and when we say that it'll be a small shock to a large shock by going back and clearing them and switching them off they're now removed from your present from your present uh, uh, existence your reality right now so if somebody does come along or if you do see something on the tv or if you do see a road accident or if you do see something you're no longer triggered by it in any way. It will just be like nothing's really, really happened. Yeah. And so you have to remember that all thoughts and all emotions that you experience are from triggers. Yes. So, you know, wouldn't it be better to not have them and to be able to carry on living a free, happy life where you don't experience the pain and suffering of the past by switching off those traumas? Yeah, and it's really important to recognise that it is a trigger that's triggering you and, and what that's doing is it putting you to fight and flight... And when you're in fight and flight, you're not being you. So when you are being triggered, you're not being you. When you're having these responses, you're not being you. But one of the other myths that people think about trauma is that, well, the trauma is there because uh, because it's made you who you are. And yeah. Most of who I, I am, so I, I'm, I am because of my trauma. Yeah. No, if the trauma's still running, that's not accurate. If you're still traumatised by it, that's not true. You can only learn and grow from it once the trauma's been switched off. Mm. Then you can learn and grow. Then you can understand it. So people who genuinely learn and grow are the ones who let go of the trauma. If you haven't, you're not growing, you're not learning, you're stuck. You're in fight and flight. And by understanding that you're being triggered back to the fight and flight and that's putting you into fight and flight and you're taking away from who you really are is important because you'll recognise, oh, wait, that's not me. I'm not supposed to be responding like that. And once you switch that off and you change that, you go back to being who you are. DTO just brings you back to you. Yeah. It brings you back to who you are, the way you're meant to be in this world, the way you're supposed to live. And you have all of the learnings and understandings from the past you require to move forwards. Yeah. They're all there. They're yeah. all, they all just come to you, you get them, and you just move forwards. Yeah. Uh, but it's really important to not just find the memory, but also find the trigger. Yeah. And, and one of... The, the biggest things that you said to me, one of the biggest breakthroughs with your clearing was being able to switch off images and sounds Yes. in people's memories. Yes. You realise that, that once you started doing that within the memory, finding the trigger of the image or the sound and switching that off, that made a massive difference to people. Huge difference, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially with the guy at home um, who, um, he uh, had the road accident. Yeah. So, you know, he uh, he got hit by a, by a car and so he would hear the screeching he'd hear the bang he'd hear the, the car and that was that was for him really that was the thing that he had running in the auditory right. sounds and the, yeah. 
and the visual images. But once I switched them off, most of the, 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 the negative feelings of the trauma richly reduced by half. And then I just went back and then cleared up all the other bits that, that, that surrounded it. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying, I mean, so, as well as, you know, I remember through growing up and through my own experiences that in some ways, and I don't mean this in a detrimental way, but people seem to think that the more traumas that they can have and the more that they can get through somehow uh, gives, gives them some sort of credibility. That, you know, like, I've been through this and this and this and this and I'm managing all of that. Yes. I'm managing all this. You don't know, yes. you know, I'm a man's man or, you know, I'm very manly or very strong. It's giving them strength. Giving so, them strength yes. because I've been able to, I've been through this and this and this and this and this and this and I'm still getting up for work and blah, 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 blah. And so, and that is, an, uh, is a myth because actually that's totally unnecessarily. Doesn't make you strong, makes you weaker. Yes, that's what I was about uh, to Unless say. you're actually <clears throat> really dealing with it, genuinely dealing with it. Yeah. But if you're still, emo- if you're still trauma, if, if the, the emotion is still running. So this is the way to tell if you've dealt with something. Yeah. If The way to tell if you've actually dealt with something is if you can think of the memory, play it in your mind without any emotional response or neither thought process or beliefs about yourself, yeah. the world or the future. Yeah. If you have an emotional response left like yeah. anger or shame or guilt, you haven't dealt with it fully. If you have a belief about yourself that you did something wrong or you're a bad person or if you're still blaming the other person, you still haven't dealt with it fully. If it's affecting your future now, you summit, it's blocking you. You haven't dealt with the it. The other probably. one as well is if you get a feeling. So when you shut your eyes, so what I normally do, can I just interject here? What I normally do is people that say, "Oh no, I've dealt with that." Yeah. I go, "Really? Have you dealt with that?" Because I don't think you have. Because I hear this all the time from everybody who walks is who walks in my life or around me is that, "Oh no, I don't need your help. I've dealt with my problems." And I'll say to them, "Right, shut your eyes." Think about the trauma. Think about the event. Yeah. What's the first thing that comes up? Oh, anger. Right, we haven't, <laughs> you you haven't, haven't dealt with it. You haven't dealt with it. Or no, I'm sadness. Right. I'm sadness. Yeah, yeah you, sadness. Haven't you, haven't, you have not dealt with it. What right. you're basically doing is convincing yourself by not thinking about it, it's gone away. Yeah. Or by completely suppressing it and not letting any feelings come up. So you're really having to be strong and pushing it all down. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, like bubbles, trying to hold the bubbles down you know, in, a, in a kettle. Yeah, you know, that's right. So yeah. that's what people are a doing. A lot of people do that. They suppress it all down. But the reason people do that, you know, I, I, I get clients like that. The reason we do that, or we learn to do that, is because when we go through the trauma, we have no way to change it. Yeah. We have no way to deal with the emotional response. We have Because we're not taught there's a way to deal with it. Uh, and if our parents aren't good at dealing with emotional responses, they can't teach us either. So we, the only thing we can do, if we can't handle the emotional response, if we don't have a way to deal with it in that moment, we suppress it. We're like, we can't handle it, we'll block it down, yeah. we'll suppress it down. Yeah. I can't deal with this emotion. So you either become overwhelmed by the emotions, yes. so you have to push them down. You become frightened of the emotions, yeah. so you have to push them down. Or... You desensitise. You, yeah, well, you're desensitising. Yeah. But what you can have... So, for instance, someone who has a lot of anger inside them, I treat a lot of people like that, and they're so frightened to bring the anger up because they're frightened of what they will do if they release the anger. But what they're thinking is that if they bring the anger up, then it's going to be there, and they're going to do something really bad. But with DTR, it doesn't happen because you switch the anger off. So the anger's no longer there, but you have to bring it up to switch it off. Yeah. But suppressing it doesn't really help but either. The other, but the other thing as well, and this is where a lot of people, again, that again, and this goes back to anger is really only the symptom of the trauma. Oh, exactly. So, think, so if you switch the trauma off, the anger goes away anyway. That's right. Yes. And and so you know, and I and this is why I think a lot of people do is they're too busy managing the symptom of what that what of the emotion of the trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fairness, that's what and that's what we're, most people are taught. As that's well, what so. we're taught. So we're not. We know it's not your fault. You're just taught that, and you're taught it in everywhere. I mean, you're yeah. taught it at school with your parents. You're taught it in TV and movies. 
that you just talk about your problems, to you man just up. deal with it, to man up, to be stronger, <laughs> to 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 cope with it and be with it, and don't be so weak and. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? If you have kind uh, yeah. of loads of trauma and, 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 and talk about it down the pub having right. a few beers. And, and if you're a woman, you're, a, you're an emotional wreck and you're just yeah. very sensitive. And if you're a bloke, then you've, you've got to be stronger and, yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. And, and I've got to go uh, looking for more traumas to bring into my life yeah, so I can break yeah, about it. Yeah. How I'm managing exactly. the case so yeah. strong. And, and it's absolutely crazy <laughs> nonsense yeah, what crazy. we get taught. And it's yep. very sad because me and Steve do switch off trauma daily for people. And it's really sad when we meet someone who really genuinely believes they have to get to be stuck and suffer. Yeah. And while we understand where they're coming from, it's very sad for us to listen to because we know it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, but that, that is really how trauma affects you. You know, that's how it affects your, your life and your future yeah. and, and the problems that we have in our lives. But yeah. we're never taught the problems in our lives are caused by our traumas. Yeah. We're so, never taught that. We're yeah. never taught the problems in life, oh, it's just one of those things. Oh, it's, it's, it's not you. You couldn't possibly be doing anything to create it. Blame the other person. But no, if we have a problem in our life, it is being created by our past traumas, our belief systems, our values. Well, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. stronger. That's yeah, that's great, right. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love all of these. A lot of these, um, uh, one of the most famous sayings of all, Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. Complete nonsense. If you're having a thought process that's not working for you, thoughts are not who you are, by the way. Your thoughts and emotions are not who you are we're getting a bit spiritual now yeah. and I, I, I don't class myself as very very spiritual but um, your thoughts and emotions are an energy they're not a thing they don't exist they're just a, th- a vibration inside of you and that's not who you are it's something that's happening to you. Yeah. It's a reaction it's you're a having. You're getting, it's well, you're being triggered. triggened. Well, no, the response. Yeah. You're, you're being triggered well. by the response. Yeah. Uh, you're, so you're being triggered into the response, but your response is a response. It's not who you are. It's just the way you're thinking and feeling at the moment. That's not you. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit like saying, well, the the jump red jumper I'm wearing today is, is who I am. Nah, it's not who you are. You're just wearing a red jumper. So it's a bit like saying, well, I'm I'm, I'm an angry person. I'm just an angry person. That's what we get to. Oh, I get it. I'm just yeah, an angry person. Yeah, or I'm just a sensitive person. You're not. You've had so much trauma. It's 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 created so much emotion in you that you're now so sensitive to your emotions or others triggers, and the slightest thing triggers you off. Which leads us on to really about what triggers trauma, which is, you right, know, right. So, so, so what I found is it's normally things, of, it's normally thoughts, um, it's normally our environment. It's when we see things that remind us of that. It could be um, it, it could be actually anything really in your environment that has some unconscious connotation or relationship to the trauma itself. And so once that happens, and especially if it's that you're not aware of it, because it's those it's those unconscious triggers that bring up the feeling, because it will it will connect it will literally trigger that emotion. That's the danger time. We go, oh, there's something wrong with me. Because you're not aware of the unconscious trigger Absolutely. that brings that emotion up to the awareness, and now you're going on something's not right, something don't feel right, something don't feel right, and you think that there's something wrong with you. But actually, what's going on is that you've been triggered probably from a past trauma, and the emotion from that trauma then gets brought up to the awareness. But because you didn't consciously activate it or think about it, you experience the feeling but don't know why. And so that that for me is like you know um, is what a lot of people's where a lot of people issues sit because then what they'll go and do is they'll think they're smart, they'll go, oh, I know what that is, I, I, I need to go to the gym, I need to go to yoga, I need yeah, to do yeah. this. They'll I make, need to ground myself. So what I like to say is that they, like, when they become, yeah, I need to ground myself, when they, have this, when they have this emotional response, what they do is they make up shit. Then they believe the shit that they've made up, yeah. and then they'll behave 
according to what they believed. So now they all feel, they have this feeling come up or they get triggered, might be sitting there watching the TV. They all of a sudden go, oh, hang on a minute. I don't feel right. I know what it is. I need to go. I need exercise. They then next day believe that they need exercise and now they've gone and signed up for the gym because they've been triggered by a past trauma. That's right. And then they wonder why the gym hasn't yeah. actually or actually resolved the yeah. emotional problem. Yeah. Go to the gym there. to get fit. Don't go there because uh, to try go to get physically fit, not yeah. emotionally fit. Yeah, emotionally fit. It doesn't, emotionally work. Fit. It doesn't uh, and, work. And and the unconscious is very tricky. I had a lady come to me, you know, I've been working with her for a couple of weeks and she came to me one week and said, oh, I've been rough this week and I don't know what triggered it. Maybe it was the last session. Yeah. I was like, well, we healed the last session, so it won't, not this is going to be that. What happened? And she went, well, nothing really has happened this week. So I fed in a bit more information. What was the auditory sound you heard and what was it to do with and, and couldn't think of anything. About 10 minutes later, she went, oh my God, I totally forgot. And she had an argument with her father and her mother, at literally the next day after treatment. Yeah. So the next day she had an argument with her mum and her dad, and she completely forgotten about it four days later. Yeah. And she couldn't remember as I was asking questions. It didn't come up until you know a few minutes of asking questions. But before, oh, nothing's happened. Yeah. And that's how tricky the unconscious is. We yeah. often think nothing's happened, but we have been triggered. And as Steve said, usually triggers are something we see, hear. Sometimes smell, taste, a touch, but they're normally the most obvious ones are seeing and hearing triggers. They're auditory or they're visual things, yeah. and they often trigger us the most yeah. out of anything. Yeah. So usually, what's happened? You've been triggered by something, and it may be very subtle. You may not be aware of it, but it's there, and you just need someone to help you find it, or just have pre- knowing. You just need to know what questions to ask. Yeah, yourself. and that leads to overeating, over drinking. It leads to every single behaviour, whether it's good or bad, obsessive behaviour, because what happens is you'll get the feeling, you don't like the feeling, you try and move away from the feeling, and you'll do things that you like yep. to then replace the, the negative feeling with something you like. So, yep. you know, you might keep going to the fridge every five minutes because you hear uh, hear the hear something on the TV that triggers you, and you go, oh, and you get triggered, and you go, all right, oh, no, no, I feel good, I need to eat and a bit of chocolate, and a bit of chocolate, a bit of chocolate before you yep. know it. You know, you're just exactly. constantly eating because of triggers or, and, or drinking wine yeah. because of triggers. You know, the wine thing for me at the moment is a big thing because everyone thinks it's like, you know, it, it, you know, it's great. But what they don't realise is they're probably being, <laughs> dealing with stress or being triggered. The answer is wine. I mean, that's, right, that's what they do. They, they come home and have a drink and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and they don't want to do it. In fact, the client I've just taken on, yeah. oh, I've just started, see, when she talked to me, she said she doesn't want to be going home drinking to deal with stuff. She wants to because she knows she's just numbing herself. Uh, so she wants to deal with the trauma now. But um, triggers can be really subtle. One of my client's triggers was he could see the silence in the room. Now, you can't really see silence. But again, it goes back to his perception. Yes. He was going, travelling around with his work and he was staying in hotels. And as soon as he walked into a new hotel room, he could see, he, his perception was he could see the silence. It was empty, he was on his own, his family wasn't there. And that triggered a response in him seeing the silence yeah. so sometimes triggers are very very subtle they're not obvious and and you may need you know someone to help you find those very subtle triggers um one of my clients triggers and she was a, a colleague of mine she'd um she'd been feeling really alone for a few months and one of the first triggers was uh seeing the empty room so she'd see the empty room in her yeah. lounge and then we cleared that and then right at the end of it another trigger came up which was really small and it was just hearing her car door click so as soon as you heard that car door click shut, that triggered the alone response. Two triggers, the room and the car door. And as soon as we switched those off, the alone feeling went. About 40 minutes it yeah. took me to do that. Yeah. And she had the alone feeling for months. And it had gone after those two triggers. But that sort of trigger, that car door, you'd never associate that with anything. I mean, it could be... You'd never associate what memory that comes from because that's not a typical memory trigger. Yeah. It's something she'd anchored in her brain 
two feeding alone for some reason. Yeah. And yeah. it makes no logical sense. Uh, but the brain isn't logical. Stop trying to work out the brain logically. That's not the way the brain works. Yeah, this is. I'm just joining. To, the problem. The problem is with people is they try and understand their problem. Yeah. So they go, oh, I've got this problem. Something's happened, and then what they do is try and understand it, or they try to make it logical, or they think they try and work it out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you now. You can spend an eternity doing that because all you'll do is you'll come back to the problem. There is something else that causes your problem. So if you have a problem in your life. Don't try and understand it and work it out from a, an emotional or mental point of view because you are generally wasting your time. All you're going to do is actually understand that you have a problem. You won't yes. know what's causing it because yeah, the, exactly. the cause is the elephant in the other room. No, that's right. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't work it out because problems are not logical. Uh, so if it's not logical, you're not going to be able to work it out with logic because that's all you have to work out is your logic. You don't want to work something out or understand it. I know people think they need to understand it, but actually the only way to understand it is to switch it off. Then you get an understanding. Yeah. If you try and understand it from the, the trauma, your understanding is coming from the perception of the trauma. It's not coming from the perception of who you are as a person. Yeah. You're seeing it through the trauma. So your understanding is always false. Your understanding is always to blame the other person or blame yourself yeah. or be angry or mad. Your perception is always a false perception. Once you switch off the trauma, you can then see the truth. You can see the reality of it from where you are as a person and then you understand... And once you get that, you move forward yeah, effortlessly. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, I know what my problem is, and, I, and they'll tell me that they've spent 18 months understanding or learning or knowing. No, I know what the problem is. I, I know what it is. I know yeah. what it is. I've, 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 worked, I've spent 18 months understanding it, working it out, and I've taken it back to that. And then I go, great. Has that helped you? No. no. Because if you, knew, if you knew what the problem was, you would have solved the problem. Yes. But you haven't. And, and unfortunately, us as human beings like I don't know if it's a proud thing or ego thing or the fact we don't want to ask for help or we don't want to seem to be weak or not intelligent or stupid or daft or whatever it is but what happens is people come here and then once I start going through switching it off they'll come to the realisation is the reason they've got the problem with their eating disorder is because they felt guilty that they uh, did something at school when they were 10 yes and or or you know whatever whatever the, the, the situation is I just made that up, by the way uh, but uh, yeah so but so it'll be something that you're completely unaware of that causes the problem yeah. but most people try and understand the problem and work from the problem and work out from the symptoms of the problem and then try and work out what that is but the you, you just the, go around in circles doing that, yeah. it, and it messes you up as well. And then you yeah. then you think out why you start thinking why can't I work it out? Why can't you think something wrong it? with you? What's wrong with me? I'm I am. broken. I'm damaged. It's just who I am. I'm never going to resolve it, and you get stuck with it. Yeah, uh, I'll just say nothing is who you are. <laughs> so your past is not who you are. Your future is not who you are. Who you are isn't who you are by the sounds of it. <laughs> no, it, you're, you're, it's not. To to describe who you are is very difficult because once you actually clear your traumas. You just become a person. You, yeah. you become someone different. You don't have to f know who you are to be who you are. It's another belief. People think they, they, uh, people talk to me all the time and says, you know, I, I need to know who I am and find yourself. No, you don't. You need to clear your trauma that's stopping you from being you naturally. Yeah. Once you clear your trauma and your beliefs, you'll just become you naturally. Yeah. And you won't have to look for yourself. You won't have to find yourself. You're not hiding in the corner behind the cupboard. You're not playing hide and seek with yourself. You are there... You're just buried under all this trauma. Yeah. When you take all the trauma off, you just come out naturally. Yeah. And a lot of people, they might be worried about who they are. They're only worried about who they are because of their trauma. Because of the trauma they've been through. And they're worried about what that makes them. 
once you switch that trauma off, that no longer makes or you Or their imaginary perceptions of what other people think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a big one as well. But once you switch all that off, the real you just sort of blossoms and grows naturally. Yeah. And it's always a positive person. Yeah. I've never taken any trauma off of anybody and they've turned into a monster. Um, they may have been more of a monster while the trauma's running. And when I say monster, I mean they may have been... You know, not nice or. Well, I, I can, or... I can, I can vouch for that really because obviously yeah. working with you for the amount of time that I have, I know that when I first started, I was, I was very angry and I was very negative and I thought I was with my past and because I had gone through a lot of shit and, yeah. and you know, and I can vouch for that because now I don't have any, of, I don't really have any of it running. Really. No, it's all well, we gone, said this morning really, you're not angry. I mean, we said this morning people say yeah. you look so different. Yes, yeah, so they do. And people who've known you for a while, you look completely different from when I met you. Yeah. You're not angry anymore. You don't have that. When you're angry, you have it in the face. Mm. You can see it. And when someone actually changes, they actually look younger. When you heal trauma, it actually rejuvenates you. Yeah. So you become younger looking. You become healthier, more natural. You have more energy. Your face lightens. Your wrinkles go. Your you 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 literally do look and feel a lot younger. Yeah, I do. Because trauma do ages you. Yeah. Trauma actually makes you get older faster. It's the first thing that makes you get older. Yeah. So that's one of the big ways. In well, which we can go on to. Well, we're just going to talk about how a trauma can create creates disease. So I yeah. Mean, so so you, this is going to be ideal for your great segue that for you to, to so talk about that. One of the biggest things we. I mean, we've talked about how it creates. You know, life problems, things, but it actually creates illness, disease, chronic pain, and a lot of my work when I work with chronic pain or, or serious illness, it does come down to traumas, and all illnesses, everything comes down to traumas. I know what medical professions say about this, and I know what other therapies say about it, but I've been doing this twenty years, and I know if I want to solve someone's illness, then I have to solve the trauma they've been through. And like I say, it may not have always been traumatic. But it's your perception of what happened. Yeah. And regardless of what's happened, something's happened and it's altered the cells in your body. And then your cells have reacted. And there's a big perception about illness and pain that it's a bad thing. It's not. When you're ill and you're in pain, your body is trying to deal with the trauma in some way. It's The cells have altered their structure and function based on the trauma. And your body's now trying to cope with it and deal with it. Once you switch it off, your body reverts back. But here's the interesting thing. When you have a trauma, your cells can only do one of two things. They can either grow or shrink. That's it. That's all cells do. Constantly daily. They're growing or they're shrinking. They're growing or they're shrinking daily based on a natural process, or they're growing and shrinking based on a union moment, a trauma that's happened. But then the process is unnatural. So you have to find a way to switch it off. Um, you know, I had a, a lady a few years ago, and... Uh, this is a great classic example of how illness gets created. It's a brilliant example of it. So I had a lady come to me and she was bleeding from her uterus. Uh, she kept growing fibroids and then kept bleeding them out. She'd had this for about eight years before she came to see me. And the doctors was now saying she needed a hysterectomy. Uh, the medicine wasn't working. It wasn't stopping the bleeding anymore. She didn't want a hysterectomy. So she went to a herbalist. And the herbalist said, yes, this will calm it down and, and solve it. But actually, it made the bleeding apparently worse. The bleeding got worse in, in the minds of the people, uh, the therapist and the, and the client. And the herbalist couldn't understand this, was completely dumbfounded by this. And so she heard about me, came to me, and I, she, there was about six weeks before she was due for the hysterectomy. So I was like, well, no pressure there. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. so I was like, well, okay, well, we'll look at this. So I said, well, it, I, I, I told her how I see it and how I believe it, and I... 
I showed it came from a trauma. So we found the trauma, and the trauma was her mum uh, passing away about eight years earlier on, and her mum had gone to hospital, and uh, they told her she had you know, a few months to live. Uh, she then passed away, and that trauma had been running for eight years. The loss and the lack of nurture. So she felt like she'd lost her mum who nurtured her, but also her best friend. She was yeah. actually best friends with mum. Yeah, she'd hang out with her a lot. Yes. And and this can happen in with mother-daughter relationships or father-son relationships. Mums and daughters, eh? Mums, I know. And uh, and so basically what was happening was the fibroids was growing. The bleeding out was actually a good thing, but doctors don't see it like that. They see that as a bad thing, so they're trying to stop the bleeding. But I don't. I see the, it's bleeding out, the fibroids. That's good, but what's happening is the process keeps cycling, and that's not good. The process shouldn't be happening. It keeps happening because the trauma is running, so the body's trying to deal with it. It's trying. It's growing the fibroids to deal with the loss of the nurture. But then the then, trauma's re-triggering it. Then, so and then it bleeds it out and bleeds starts all over again. again. Yeah. And so what we did was we cleared the trauma out, and I said to her, okay, well, I started clearing the trauma out, and after the first week, I said, as we do this, your bleeding's going to get a bit worse, and then gradually over about a week and a week and a half, two weeks, it will slow down, pitter out until it completely stops. And I said you might get a stomach spasm as well because that's all part of a, what we call a healing crisis. Yeah. And 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 because I could explain the symptoms to her, she she might get as we healed. Although she was a little bit skeptical, she didn't want more bleeding. Obviously, nobody wants that. But I said to so that's necessary. That's okay. It's healing, but we're going to heal it properly. That's the process you go through. Because I said that may happen. She was like, okay, fair enough. It did happen. And then gradually it stopped. She did have a spasm. She called me and I took the spasm out over the phone uh, and released that for her. And literally within four weeks, all the bleeding had stopped. She went back to a doctor and she was told she no longer needed hysterectomy. I did not tell her that. Her doctor told her that. That's not what I do. But we got rid of the bleeding and the problem just by healing the past trauma. That's a classic example of how... Medicine doesn't look at that. Medicine doesn't look at your past traumas. But you show me anyone who is really ill, I will find their past traumas. And you can see where they are. Yeah. And I've been there myself. I've, I've, had, I've had lots of... So I've not had lots of trauma like Steve. But I've had things that affected me and made me ill. I've had chronic pain. I had a chronic uh, uh, in, a digestion issue where I had really bad heartburn to the point where I couldn't lay down. And I, uh, in bed, I had to sit upright. And, and I couldn't, could barely eat foods that I loved. I had to stop eating the foods I love for quite a while until I cleared all the trauma around it. Now I'm back to eating everything I love again, but foods were triggering it. So I was eating like three, there's only three things I could eat at one point that would not trigger this incredible heartburn. Um, I've, I've had depression and I've been through these things because of the way I perceived situations in my life, not necessarily because they were traumatic, uh, but, or, you know, really bad, like abuse or anything like that. But just my perception, perception of them because of I it, took yeah. them personally and it made it mean something about me. Yeah. So trauma, depending on how you perceive it, and depending on what shock it is, affects your 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 physical health, your mental state, and can just affect simple things like your energy levels and your ability to sleep uh, and you, the way well, I you think age. It, I think it affects pretty much everything because everything. if it's your emotional mental and physical yeah. that's everything about you so that's it's gonna it's gonna everything. it's yes. everything about you so it will, it will play out in some way shape or form in those yeah. in areas and 
just from my own personal experience, once you get rid of those and switch those off, uh, all of a sudden your 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 emotional well being is better. Uh, your mental, you get more mental clarity, and you're more clear, and you're not thinking less negative stuff. And physically, you feel better in yourself as well. So you know that that really just validates you know what you were just talking about. Yeah. So um, should we? Do you want to finish? Are you got anything more else to say about uh, disease, or, or do you think you've? No, I mean I, I could literally talk do a whole podcast on illness and disease. And, well, maybe and we should how then. it gets created. <laughs> Uh, but that that is that is trauma in a nutshell. Yes, maybe we should do that. Maybe, maybe we should that's do relevant. that. Yeah, I think that's... Um, because there's so many myths around the illness and disease. Yeah. But um, that is that is trauma in a nutshell. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to trauma, yeah. and, and but people make it's not complicated like people think it is. No, it's very no, no, simple. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Um, there's there's things that me and Steve know that we need to know to work with people, but you don't need to know that. You just need to understand it can be switched you can, off. You can get and, rid of it. And you can get rid of it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Your job is not to understand it. That's our job to understand where to go to switch it yeah. off. But we have a technique that can do well, that. Well, I mean, just to say that, I mean, you've, I know your successes, but I mean, just to recap, and then it's, you know, I mean, I've had that, that I've had, I've switched off traumas in 14 minutes, 25 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that the, that's been playing on pe- with people for a very, very long time in their life. And in just a very short space of time, it's gone. Yeah. So, to anybody that is running or has lots of traumas, that must give you hope out there that actually you, that it can go and you can start living a more fulfilling, happy life without it and you'll no longer be triggered by it, you know? So that's how quickly it can be, yeah. quick, quickly can be dealt with. And I just want to say that's why we do this because we want you to live a happy, more fulfilling life. Yes. We're sharing this information with you because we want people to be happy and fulfilled in life. Uh, and, reckon, and the way to do that is to heal your trauma or heal the triggers that are causing your your triggering your past that's the reason we're doing this we want you to be happy and free and, and move on like we help all of our clients yes so if you absolutely. want to be happy and free if you want to be uh, you know fulfilled and loving your life and enjoying it then then we want to share that the message that there is hope and you can achieve that and if, if anyone wants to help with that, then just contact me and Steve and we'll be glad to help you. Yes, great. So you can contact me on uh, healing, www. I don't know why I say that, but healing, www.healingthemind.co.uk and you'll see all of the stuff I do on there with regards to mental and emotional and trauma and uh, the details, my details are on the website. Uh, if you want to have a specific issue regarding physical trauma or mental and emotional trauma, you can speak to Jonathan or contact Jonathan through his website. It's got a multitude of information on there that was very beneficial uh, and sort of substantiates what he's been talking about. Uh, and that is www.decodingpain.com. If you have uh, want to contact us uh, in general with any questions and queries about what we've covered in this podcast or any previous other podcasts which we've done, um, you can email us at insideoutaffect at gmail.com. Um, so I think we're going to finish off there. Next uh, also, week... I just want to say, if anybody has any questions or things that they would like us to cover situations or things that they don't understand that they're going through you don't have to give us personal details but if you want us to cover something specific and you're not sure if we know about that then just email us and we'll do a podcast on it or leave a comment on youtube yes uh, in one of the videos if you didn't understand something or you want something explained a bit more in detail we'll do a podcast specifically about that there's so many things that means that, that trauma covers and, and clearing covers that we can talk about a lot of things and solve a lot of things so if you have questions, let us know. We won't reveal your name or any personal details. We'll just 
say someone's asked this question and we'll we'll answer it in a podcast for you. Yeah, and so yeah, that that be that, I think that's a great idea. If people do out there have issues that we haven't covered or have a specific issue that you would like us to talk about, that so it would be able to give you some resolution to something that you're dealing with. It also might benefit other people that are experiencing the same problem. That's as well. it. So, it will benefit you know, many many others. You're yeah. just asking a simple question. Yeah, because we don't know the we. And although we know how the brain works, the mind works, emotions work, etc. etc. We don't know what people's experiences and what they're dealing with and how it actually affects them. So. Uh, yeah, we'd be really grateful for you to send us some information. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, we spoke earlier on about the Law of Attraction um, uh, workshop. That's going to be coming soon on the DTL website, and we'll be uh, notifying you about that. Um, and so, I think next week... Next we... week, we're covering grief. Yes. Yeah, so Yes, grief. So, a very specific trauma, but there's a lot of myths around grief. There's a lot of... Uh, information that we want to share. There's, there's a really, you know, really couple of big myths about grief that people don't realise yeah. that I want to share with people or we want to share with people. And I, I specialise in switching grief off all the time. That's what I, I switch off a lot of grief because it creates a lot of pain, it creates a lot of physical pain and an illness. Oh, so okay. Grief, it, grief. And it hits certain parts of the body. Grief. So once you understand that, a lot of the pain that I treat often comes down to some kind of grief. Okay, great. So, so, so there you hear, there you hear it. There you have You've it. heard it here first. You heard it here first. You probably haven't heard it here first, <laughs> and you may have heard that before. Yeah, but. But but that is very common. I see that a lot. Yeah, so that'd be great. That'd be a good one to uh, to to uh, for me to listen to as well. Because I'm sure you've got some excellent information to share there. Uh, I think we're also uh, we would just want to say uh, you know the the response that we had from our Law of Attraction podcast has been unbelievable. It's been fantastic. We can't love believe that. it. And so uh, what we will be doing at some point in the future is a follow up to that. And uh, obviously, this is something that I've spent many years look, looking up, learning, testing, trying, and through the DTO, have actually experienced it working very, very, very effectively. Yes. But we're, what we're going to probably do is recap over that last Law of Attraction podcast, and we're going to uh, go into a little bit more detail about the different specific ways of visualizing and the gratitude and all the rest of it. And, and also how, what the blocks are around that. And around what the blocks are about that, because it was very general, because we couldn't get it all out in an hour. And also, I'll be telling you about some other techniques on how to actually make those techniques really work for you once the blocks are removed so and uh, i might go into a bit more details about these seven hermetic principles as well because i think it's so so very important um steve's really great that he knows all the science behind it he studied it all and he he gets and i think it's important to understand a little bit of science behind it because you then realize actually it's not woohoo nonsense it's actually yeah. scientific it it's scientific, actually a scientific yeah. principle it's not nonsense yeah. the reason people can't get it to work is because of the blocks but it's actually science behind it yeah the other thing as well is that if you do understand the science behind it it means that when you are pra- doing the practices or doing the things that you need to do in order to make the law of attraction work for you you have a better understanding what you're doing, what you're doing right. And why you're doing it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because if you're if you if you've just heard someone on on YouTube or you've heard about it or read something and you just think, well, I can sit in my armchair and imagine something coming towards me and it's going to happen. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> you really need to understand how and why the uh, why the law of attraction works from uh, a, from a from a point of view of uh, mentalism, from the the laws of polarity, from the laws of uh, of, of laws of gender. Yeah. Uh, you know all the different hermetic principles, the law of correspondence. There's so many that, that you need to, you don't need to learn and understand all of them. But if you have a, just a very, very basic take of it, uh, then what you'll actually <laughs> understand is how the law of attraction fits into all of those things. And yes. then when you're doing those practices, you can uh, then hone them so they sort of uh, 
correlate to those laws as well. Yeah. You, you don't need to know all this stuff to make law of attraction work, trust me. No. But I just found it's a much, much, it helps much, much more because you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And you can also work out what the specific blocks are within those things by understanding that. You know what may be blocking you. Yeah. And I'll share what blocks you once Steve talks about the, the science. I'll share what may block different elements of it. So you can have some idea where you're blocked and where you're stuck because once you know that, you can then start switching things off. Yeah. Yeah, well, like the law of polarity. I mean, you've got repelling and attraction. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just straight away. So, you know, um, you know, these all, all in the world of mentalism. And that's yeah. one of the things everyone found fascinating on the talk was the law of uh, repulsion, of, yeah. of repelling. Nobody, yeah, well, nobody, the people we spoke to didn't know about the law yeah. of repulsion. And we found that fascinating that people didn't know that, yeah. uh, that that was an opposite because we just talk about law of attraction and that, and we wonder why it's not working. Yeah, I mean, we the, don't the, understand the opposite. Yeah, and also the other thing is obviously the, the, this, the, the hermetic principle of correspondence, which yeah. is as above, so below. And then you've got to realise that the first law or the first principle was mentalism. Everything is mind. When you're doing law of attraction, everything's created in your mind. And that brings us back to why we have problems, because everything is mind. Everything is mind, correct. And that's, 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 that's a principle that goes back thousands of years that everything is mind, yeah. but we're looking at things external to us that, and blaming external things, but everything comes down to our mind. Yes, correct. Our mind controls everything. And once you understand that principle, literally really get it, you can then start solving your problems. Yeah. And we don't mean you're going mental or nuts, we just mean... You've got trauma or your belief systems that are, cha- are altering your mind. Yeah. Once you follow that law, that natural law that everything is mind, then you can change it and heal. Yeah. So great. So I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast and it's uh, been uh, been a pleasure to, to uh, have you here again, Jonathan. And I know that we work me. very well. No, it's been great. So, um, so we're going to leave you now. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um, and if you uh, hold tight uh, for our next podcast, we'll be talking about grief. And so I'm going to say goodbye for today. So goodbye from me and Jonathan. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. Yeah, great. Goodbye. Take care. Bye.